Welcome back to the Cozy Cottage Gaming Podcast. It is July 6, 2022. This is Cozy Cottage episode 11, MMO Mashed Potatoes number one. You can reach the show on Twitter at the underscore Cozy Cottage. You can follow me on Twitter at Horena, H-A-R-A-I-N-N-A. You can go to the website at CozyCottageGaming.com. You can email me at Cottage at gmail.com. And you can now, I got, I kicked out my dusty Twitch channel and I'm going to be streaming Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Hopefully, that's my my good intentions, from 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to 12 a.m. And I don't know what I'm going to be streaming, just cozy games. So be either Warcraft, Final Fantasy 14 Online, Stardew Valley. I have the Song of the um, Evergrow, Song of the Evertree. <laughs> my, my brain is, it's Grow, Song of the Evertree. Yeah, there's a lot of games that I have. I have Garden Story I have yet to crack into. I want to play more of my cozy grove. I have so many awesome games and I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna force myself to make time for myself and to relax and um, dust off my streaming because I've never been like, you know, into that. But I want to build like a cozy quality um, gaming little community for us to just unwind. So that's what I'm going to do. And I just want to let you know, I'm going to probably do a whole show just on Trovo because they're an up and coming streaming uh, platform that's trying to compete with Twitch, you know, like that little fish in a big ocean. And I am always for the underdog. So that's why I feel like I'm drawn to trouble. Plus, they just added the um, a new community building tool to the channels. So if you're a streamer, we wanted, if you're a noob like me and you want to check it out, it's worth the checkout because with your Trovo account, you get your own thing called spaces where you can, um, it has different rooms on your tab. So you have, you have your live room and then you have your, um, your clips. And then the next room you have is a whole room dedicated to panels. And then the next room you have is like a discord text chat. They don't have voice yet. That would be amazing if they add that in the future. And I wouldn't be surprised if they do because I feel like that would be the next stage. But right now you can set up little chat channels. So anybody, your friends, your members of your um, growing community can just pop in and be chatting instead of having to have a Twitch app on your phone and a Discord app on your phone. You can just communicate right in real time with the streamer. You don't have to wait until they get on. So I think that's really awesome. So find me on Trovo at Harena. And um, this, in case you didn't know, because I just want to put all that up front. But now we're going to dive in to MMO. I got some MMO RPG news, new games on the horizon that I wanted to share with you. And you know why I'm going to be doing that? Because this is the place where that cozy gaming chat occurs. So I want to thank you for stopping in for a chat. Please make yourself at home. Grab that cup and let's chat about MMOs because this is the perfect episode for that. If you're salivating or you're obsessing over a current MMO, but you know that you're kind of getting a little burnout, it happens to all of us. I have some new ones for you to obsess over and keep your eyes on. These creamy MMO mashed potato episodes will be perfect for you if that sounds like the boat you are currently in. Let's dive in.
All right, the first game we are going to be spotlighting is Ashes of Creation. It is an MMORPG. It takes place in a fantasy setting. There will be PvP included. Uh, it is classified as a AAA production. It is going to be built on the Unreal Engine. It is a sandbox style game. The developer is Intrepid Studios. It is currently in beta testing and it plans to release this year in 2022. It is a game that will allow players to enter a vast new realm to explore and manage the wilderness against a backdrop of high fantasy. Because of the fundamental node structure and assets of creation, player decisions and deeds have formed almost the whole planet. No two experiences will be the same because each server has a different tale to tell and a different personality based on player preferences, which is, I think, just a part of it being a sandbox. You know, it's if you've ever played games like Valheim or Ark, you will find that those sandbox MMOs, each server has its own flavor because it's ran by its own entirely different independent groups of people and how they decide to build that server together either as a team or in opposition, it, it does do that. So I think that's really awesome. I've always been a fan of that. The node system in Ashes of Creation will give that uncommon experience of creating the environment around them, although not everyone will have the same opinion. In Ashes of Creation, player actions have the ability to create or destroy that node. Will you use force to protect your home, or will you exact revenge on those who dare to oppose you? And as the environment changes around us, we will be able to discover original storylines since the world expands along with the players. Because narratives and ashes of creation may either flourish or they will be able to depend on player involvement, the story will be an altogether new experience. So we will be able to also find a place to call our own in the world. In Ashes of Creation, us players will have the ability to construct and own persistent structures all across the planet, ranging from the most basic farms. That's always where I end up. So I just have so much fun building my farm and my homestead that I, I never get to the next step of the largest mega mansion. So, but we'll be able to have both of those options. But... We are warned, though, to be cautious because nothing in the world can be taken for granted and it may be a very hazardous place to live. <laughs> so the crown weighs heavily on all of us. We can join the vast open world and castle siege warfare in Ashes of Creation by organizing our guild and gathering friends. Can our destiny withstand the passage of time? Does our guild have what it takes to conquer power? So I just thought that was neat to uh, shed some light on. If you haven't heard of uh, Ashes of Creation, it's definitely one to check out, especially if they plan on releasing in this year. We have six more months. Well, now five-ish. And um, they, I do have the release schedule linked for everyone. And they are right now, like I said, in beta. And um, the pre-release will offer a head start for crowdfunding backers at the founder level and above. And they normally get to play um, one to two days before the launch. And then they will go into the launch. And then they will do the major release, which will have 
um, DLC uh, expansions and then so on and so forth. And they do plan on releasing DLC expansions quarterly or six a monthly. And then they do plan on doing minor releases on a monthly schedule. So I will put that in the show notes too so you can keep an eye out for that. And there's different um, packages that you can buy into. I put the graphic in my show notes and so I could see for myself. And it looks like I gotta, I got to make it bigger because it's taking up too much room. Um, what did I do? <laughs> I jacked it up on my show notes and now it's all messed up. I'm just gonna have to go to the website. <laughs> Uno momento. All right, so the graphic is actually for the Alpha One play test schedule. So if you are in that group of people who get to participate in that Alpha One, whether you're like the back Kickstarter backer or whatever, um, through May 14th and July 9th. So right now, that's the window that we're in for Ashes of Creation, where there is intermittent Alpha One preview spot testing, and that is under a strict NDA, and they will be doing a full wipe. And then the next wave is um, you're going to start hearing more about Ashes of Creation because that is when the NDA is lifted on July 9th through July 11th. They're going to do an Alpha One preview weekend, and then that will result also at the end with a full wipe. And then on July 14th through August 15th, they will have um, the NDA is still lifted and they will be doing Alpha One and then that will also be resulting in a full wipe. So they're going to be bringing players in in waves and then after that first wave out of the three, that's when the NDA will lift. So we will be able to hear more about this game from those who have actually got to get their eyes and hands on it. So I think that's pretty awesome. On Thursday, June 30th, 2022, they did broadcast their Ashes of Creation June development, and it was posted on July 1st. So there, there is new information out. I haven't watched the video yet because that's my next step, but um, I did put the link to it in the show notes. So they did go through in their update live on Twitch with their creative director, Stephen Sheriff, and their community marketing lead, Margaret Crone. Viewers will viewers did get to see, and you can actually go there and see it now, um, a slice of their combat as they showcase their work in process, basic melee weapon attack combos. And then afterwards, they shared images from their character art team, including an updated Pyray images. And just a reminder, the Ashes of Creation is an open and transparent development project. As such, you will see work in progress art, systems and mechanics. So they want you to leave them your thoughts and their progress in the video after you've watched it. So the update video um, link is in the show notes and they did provide timestamps so you can speed through the intro. It goes intro reminders, basic weapon attack update, character art update, studio update, and then they finish the video off after about an um an hour ish into um the a q a so they had um player questions that they answered live on this video and then they said if you didn't hear your question in their q a to check back and see if it was answered over on their forums 
So I thought that was awesome. And then they also um, uploaded a 4K high resolution version of Ashes of Creation Alpha 2 basic melee weapon attack update video separately. So you can check that out too on their channel. And they just wanted to reiterate that they cannot wait to hear all of our glorious feedback on the basic melee weapon attack update and gear customization and they do appreciate the continued support during their development journey. And if you haven't already, make sure to follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram so you can keep up with their progress. And I put those links also um, to their Discord and their forums in my show notes. So moving on to our next gaming spotlight. Alright, for our second serving of MMO Mashed Potatoes, we are taking a look at Destiny's Sword. It is um, scheduled to release September 1st, 2022. The current state of the game's development is that it is in pre-alpha, and did you know that there's a pre-alpha demo available on Steam for you to check out? So this obviously, um, being that it's right now being launched on Steam, it is for PC at this moment in time. I have not seen anything saying that it's on another platform yet, but you can keep your eyes out by going to destinyssword.com or looking them up in the Steam store or going to my show notes. It is developed by Two Dogs Games and published by Two Dogs Games. And this game, Destiny Sword, takes place in a future where bodies can be healed in minutes. The wounds technology can't conquer are within the mind. In Destiny Sword, you're the commander of a team of skilled troopers, and the only thing that can get in their way is themselves. Every recruit has their own story to tell, their own reasons for getting involved. Their experiences while under your command will shape their development and affect their performance. As you get to know your squad on and off the battlefield, you will explore the full depth of the human condition. Empathy will be your most powerful tool. We've all played the hero. It's time to be a leader. I really like this premise. I think it's um, something that the game genre actually needs or gaming in general. You know, we do uh, focus a lot on being that hero, that slayer. This will be an interesting uh, trait to have empathy be your most powerful tool so it flies in the face of gta running over people and robbing them and all the all the other things gta <laughs> is known for so i like that i i love stuff like that so obviously i'm biased uh, this galaxy rests on a knife's edge the galactic government, I said galactic, the galactic government struggles to maintain control against the growing strength of the powerful corporate syndicate known as Consortium. Neither side is prepared for open conflict, but when unrest in a distant world threatens the flow of Lucidium, the mineral that fuels the galaxy, the two sides find their battleground. This natural paradise is called Cyprus. On Cyprus, players will choose a faction and take their stand, leading a squadron of soldiers into battle. Players will navigate the effects of their decisions on their troops' mental and physical well-being. What at first looks to be a simple fight between good and evil, 
plays out with twists and turns as players learn that the situation is not as clear-cut as it seems. Discovery, betrayal, advancement, and camaraderie with their squad will lead players to learn the truth of what is happening on Cyprus and who is really pulling the strings, forcing everyone to dance to a tune that will topple the current powers and install a new one. Now, Swords Destiny Sword. <laughs> I always say it silly. Sword, Sword. Uh, Destiny Sword uh, offers infinite character diversity thanks to the living universe created by their Insight Engine character AI system. Destiny Sword is filled with infinite diverse pop personalities. I was going to say possibilities, and I'm pretty sure that's probably true too. And unprecedented character depth. Every character's unique life history, personality, and emotions govern and are dynamically shaped by their relationships and their experiences, including your actions and decisions as their commander. For example, if a character suffered trauma in their past, they may need more reassurance and support. If they've taken multiple losses on the battlefield and feel down and out about themselves, you will actually need to help build them up and build up their confidence too before they go back into more difficult missions. The Insight Engine is built on extensive psychological modeling and in collaboration, or even collaboration, with a consultation from real-life war veterans, it allows us to highlight the long-term costs of combat, they have to say. And the game, just to let you know, is built on a series of space opera novels that's written exclusively for Two Dogs Games by the best-selling author M.D. Cooper. Cooper has penned over 80 books, including the Aeon 14 series and Lucidium Run, a prequel to Destiny Sword. So that is a game you can keep your eyes out for. And like I said, you can even get a taste of it right now on Steam via the pre-alpha demo that they have. So you can get a taste of what this game has to offer. Keep in mind, it is an alpha but it's scheduled to release September 1st, 2022. Our third helping of MMO Mashed Potatoes leaves us with Embers Adrift. The release date is in the fourth quarter of 2022 which puts us around October 1st to December 31st. So in that window is their target. Right now the game is in alpha. They're going into an upcoming beta and it is going to be released for PC and Mac. And the website is embersadrift.com and it is a formerly saga of leucemia. That is what it was called before it was known as Embers Adrift. I like Embers Adrift better. I don't... I mean, Saga of Lusumi isn't bad. Ember's Adrift. I just like it better. It has a better ring to it. It is aiming to return MMOs to their origins. Aren't they all? That's in... <laughs> no offense. But that's in like every... That's like in every goal for an MMO is get back to their origins. And it's because we know how awesome MMOs were in their origins. <laughs> so, so I'm not knocking them. I'm just saying this is a familiar goal. There is no mini map. Oh yeah, that's the thing. When okay, 
Now I'm going to retract on what I just said. I'm starting to realize why I added Embers of Truth to this episode. It is because they're not only saying that they want to go back to their MMO Origins, they're actually doing something that you can go, oh yeah, yep, that is pretty groundbreaking by redoing it because we're in a world that is, um, you know, forward. Everything is made easier in a lot of our MMOs. And Horse of Drift is like, nope, we're going back to when things were not easy. And that means that there's no mini-map. So there's very little in the way of in-game instructions in this sandbox game, which likewise keeps the UI features to even a minimum. They will even go so far as to suggest that in order to keep track of everything, that we will definitely want to take notes while we play Embers of Drift. So I think this is exciting. I think something like that is, might be frustrating for some players that like to mid-max everything and they like to um, spreadsheet everything. I think this will add some challenge, not only to the players, but to the people who love to data mine. I think this type of a game is going to be like a mystery novel to them. So I really hope that there's not like a lot of spoilers that take away that sense of mystery. So I'm really excited about what the potential Embers Adrift has. They do also add that due to the numerous risks, players will probably want to team up for the majority of their gameplay, even when doing the simpler object objectives. So Embers Adrift is currently available for pre-order, which also will grant access to the alpha, beta, and early access and the launch month. So how exciting. So it does have a sandbox environment. There are no quest hubs, no mini maps, no real roads, experience an ever-expanding world of adventure. It offers group-based gameplay to help overcoming impossible challenges. It will be a feeling like no other, and there is something even greater about doing it with friends and allies. So they want you to come and make memories to share around the Ember Ring, and it offers an immersive experience by blazing a path through untamed forests, forge into cavernous depths, become a light in the dark, join their ranks to see what awaits across a new horizon. So you can hop into being a beta backer for Windows and Mac, and you will get the Wanderer title, and you will also get closed beta access, and you will get an ember inlaid sword in one day early access before release. And that is, um, and then one month live game time, and then that will be for $50. And then they have the beta friend, so you can also purchase a beta for your friend to enjoy the world with. And that has the same benefits as beta, but for a friend and also 50 bucks. So I also put the link to the trailer in the show notes. So I'm excited about this. This sounds like um, definitely a mystery novel into a game. I just really, I think it's one of those things that you can avoid spoilers if you have to, you know, you won't have these quest hubs and stuff. You're literally going to be flying by the seat of your pants. So I'm going to definitely keep my eye on this. Moving on.
And for our fourth serving of MMO mashed potatoes, we're taking a look at the newest MMORPG to take the world by storm is by Bandai Namco's Blue Protocol. And while fans have been really anxiously awaiting any news on this game's release date, there hasn't been very much to update about up to this point, other than some rumors here and there. So let's take a look at what is known at the moment concerning the Blue Protocol Global Western release date, their characters, and their classes. So in Japan, Blue Protocol's beta testing was actually completed. Bandai Namco claims that the development team is currently enhancing the game in response to test players' feedback. Blue Protocol is listed on the GeForce leak list with a release date of January 1st, 2022, but some of this turned out to be merely a stand-in, and the game has not yet been polished. According to the source, Blue Protocol's Global will be released in the Western towards the end of 2022 or the beginning of 2023. I said it's going to be released in the Western. <laughs> It's going to be released in the West towards the end of 2022 or the beginning of 2023. But before the end of 2022, we will have the ability to get our hands on a closed beta for the global version. So that is what, at least that's what's being anticipated. So, and it makes sense if they're going to, you know, target more of a beginning of 2023, they're going to want to be able to get some people over here in the Western <laughs> to have our hands on, get our hands on the global version. So I think that will be cool. The Blue Protocol gameplay classes that we have to choose from is the Aegis Fighter, the Blast Archer, a Heavy Smasher, a Spellcaster, a Twin Striker, and an Aegis Fighter. And below, um, <laughs> below, in my show notes, <laughs> there are character details that are revealed through their official Blue Protocol Twitter account in Japanese. So um, there's a rough translation that is out in my show notes and a link to where the article I found them at. Um, let me see where it was. All right, so these tra this Japanese translations came from gamertweak.com. So I put the link to the whole article there. But um, they went through and they include the classes. Um, the Aranis is a mysterious woman who appeared from the Pillar of the Gods. She arrived crossing both time and space to fulfill the Grest mission. Then there's a character called Carvane who's a warrior that you meet during your journey. He is honest, has a strong sense of justice, and has certain abilities. Charlotte is an up-and-coming diva who is an active traveling entertainer. Cheerful and, and cheerful. Cheerful and cheerful. A double dose of cheerful, apparently. Always full of self-confidence, but she can be reckless sometimes. And then there's Dunkirk a warrior who is also called the strongest mankind. As the leader of the Knights of the Principality of Dunkirk, Bernhard, he has the respect and admiration of people all over the world. And then there is Einrein. She is always present everywhere you go. She always watches carefully and tries not to interfere with your actions. But she will always help you when needed. It is possible that she is connected to the Bafaria religion. And then there's Feste. Feste 
is the very first story character you will encounter on your journey. She is a demi-human and has a cute and fragile appearance that deceives others to get her way around. Her personality is shown immediately in the opening cutscene. And then there's Jake, who is a famous adventurer in the land of Asteria. Asteria, I shall say it like that. <laughs> I guess here it could be Asteria or Asteria. He considers himself to be best of the best. Even though his skill abilities are really powerful, his behavior is carefree and not serious. And then there's Merluf, a mysterious boy who appears out of nowhere. He always keeps gazing at you, but it is impossible to figure out his true intentions. And then there's Tyrese, an Arians's... <laughs> Tyrese's... Ariance's bodyguard. She is willing to undertake the hardest, ruthless choices if it is the right thing to do in the situation. Then there's Veronica. She's deputy chief of the Knights of the Principality, Veronica Bernhard. She faithfully assists Dunkirk with her calm and calm judgment. And then the last one that is spotlighting is Voldigen, the Dragon King, leader of the Dragon Clan. He welds overwhelming power and stands in the path of our hero, planning to bust Ariens. Will Blue Protocol be available on PS4, PS5, Xbox, Android, and iOS devices? Well, Bandai Namco has only introduced Blue Protocol for Windows PC right now, but there won't be any more iterations of the game throughout its original run. Uh, but given how well-known PlayStation devices are in both the West and in Japan, this may actually change in the future and the game will be released on new platforms, hopefully. So you may also find more information on the release date, classes, and characters of Blue Protocol Global Western. And while you're there at their website, you can have a look around and also go to Gamer Tweaks because they add a lot of more video game guides and stuff. So they've been updating about Blue Protocol and that's why I thought it was the most helpful article being that it is a um, predominantly, it's, it's just been out in Japan. Everything has to be translated about this game as it's being brought over here. So a lot of the information, I think that's why there's been such lacking of information about this game because a lot of it has to be translated and um, mined, data mined more or less, and brought to more of us uh, Western websites and news outlets. So keep an eye on that. And like I said, I put the Gamer Tweak article in there so you can take a look at yourself because then you'll be able to see if you're a fan of Blue Protocol, be able to see all the characters and stuff that are available. Moving on. All right, now we're gonna do some fast gaming headlines. And that means that I'm just gonna read the headlines and then I'm gonna put the links in my show notes if you wanna know more in depth about what those headlines are. But this headline is coming from MMORPG. It is about Elder Scrolls Online. And they just want to let us know that July 11th, Elder Scrolls Online will open up the PTS for the August upcoming DLC, Lost Depths, along with update 35 for the base game. Among the changes in that update is an overhaul of combat 
and the SO team has a preview of the design goals and what to expect for that combat. Moving on. Being reported from MMOBomb.com, PlayStation 5 might get more MMOs in its future after Sony filed a new patent showing the MMO-like processing system, or, you know, they might just be preparing for the handful of planned live service games. Who knows, but we do know that Sony Interactive filed that new patent that details an MMO-like processing system, and that patent reveals a series of networks, compute units and the game cloud system working together as a processing unit that can surpass its predetermined limit. So in simpler terms, they report that this means Sony is creating a multi-leveled interactive game engine that would complement the scale of an MMO. The most recent update to Blade and Soul brings a lot of great new material to the game. The update Infinite Inferno adds a new specialization for the Warden, as well as new dungeons, events, and other things. They also may transform their large sword into a massive flaming weapon, thanks to the Warden's speciality and the Way of the Inferno. Attacks made with this sword when uh, it is on fire causes cinder to be applied. This can accumulate up to seven times before causing a meltdown condition and increasing your damage. So if you want to know more about that update, I put the link to that in the show notes. New V Rising patch debuted and it has a highly requested scheduled server wipes feature and game improvements. The makers of the unexpectedly popular vampire survival game V Ryzen is uh, called Stunlock Studios. They actually published a new patch that adds these much needed features to the game. In order to restart the server during a scheduled wipe, players now have to establish new servers and enable the scheduled wipe option. Unfortunately, the functionality won't work on earlier V Ryzen servers. So there will be a special symbol in the server list after establishing a new server and setting up that option. And therefore, it is also a filter that players may use to display only scheduled wipe servers. And once that server has that, once within that server, a timer will actually be showed that will reflect how many days are left before the next scheduled wipe. Stunlock intends to launch more official servers in the future with this exact feature. 1,000 Final Fantasy XIV singers just popped a limit break while performing in Walker's song, Close in the Distance. Final Fantasy XIV, which is an MMORPG and also no stranger to fan work, actually, actually there are a ton of music videos and silly Twitter videos and tons of fan arts created by players from around the world who really adore this game and its characters. And a unique video with 1,000 singers from the Final Fantasy XIV community got together and performed close in the distance on one of the most moving songs from Endwalker Expansion. And it is currently going viral on YouTube, and I put the link to that video in my show notes. The original song is by Masayoshi Soken and Jason Charles Miller, and it was arranged by YouTubers and YouTubers and ardent fans of the show Alex McCullough and Husky by The Geek. 
To add their vocals to close in the distance, the musical authors would get, then get in touch with vocalists like Adriana Figueroa, Amanda Aiken, Family Jewels, Susan Calloway, and even the local bun streamer Zeppla. If you want to know more about the project, check the show notes. And our last MMO headline comes from Massively, and they are reporting that it is time to say farewell to Terra, Gameforge, and Bluehole sunset it, and um, they went down on June 30th, just before dawn. The servers are officially shut down now as of June 30th at, tw- at 2022 at 4 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, according to Gameforge's most recent message. The game is no longer included in their launcher. Back in April, Bluehole delegated the announcements to Gameforge, and the Western publisher was less than pleased. As if to remind everyone whom to be grumpy at, which would be the company behind PUBG, who could most certainly have afforded to keep this one running a little bit longer. Gameforge told the Western players who'd supported the game over the decade, quote, Gameforge has happily hosted a great community in Terra for almost 10 years now and would have happily served players even longer, but without the support of the developers, this is not feasible. Which just reminds me, I always think about that too because of so many of us like World of Warcraft players and um, even Final Fantasy, anybody who really plays a game for over a decade and you accumulate not only real money into your game while you're buying like mounts and all this digital content for your characters in this world, it's something that we have to realize is that it's not guaranteed to last forever. There will be a time that the servers shut down. There will be a time when that happens. So um, they did kind of hint in the article. Um, it said that uh, Blue, oh, right here, if you can't be there in person, to, if you weren't able to be there in person to see it shut down, that you could always um, check out their streams or Blue Hole's videos of the Korean client's final content which never made it into the game. And then after that, that you'll have some options if rogue servers are your thing. So um, I did follow it over to another article by Massively, and it's titled, but this came out May 6th. Um, This is just pointing back to a previous article where it says Menma's Terra emulator awaits those who are looking for a new home before the MMO PC shut down. So they are possibly running a rogue server. <laughs> so right here it says, with the news that Terra is going to be sunsetting on PC in June, one of the common questions asked by soon-to-be refugees is if there's an emulator or rogue server around that can keep them playing their favorite title. There's some good news on that front in the form of Menma's Terra. So I'll put the link to that in the show notes too, and you can read more of their article and and that article actually leads to another article with even more information about this Terra Rogue server. So it's pretty handy information to have if this is affecting you in any way. And it's always something good to keep in the back of your mind that, you know, hopefully when your MMO or your favorite game shuts down, that there will be people around who love it just as much as you 
and love it as much to be willing to run a rogue server to appease the masses, all the homeless people from that, from the game <laughs> that got the door shut on, you know, there will be a day. And I just, it saddens me to think about that because for so many people, this is their home away from home. You know, their favorite game is often that, especially for us MMO lovers like myself, like that, that is a world that you create outside of your existent world. And everybody does that for different reasons. It's not always escapism, you know, it's just enjoyment. It's social. It's you can do things and fly places that you can't do in real life. So it's a beautiful thing. So I just wanted to add that uh, info at the end of the show. I hope you enjoyed this first episode of MMO Mashed Potatoes. Mashed Potatoes? Mashed Potatoes. I'm sure there's people out there that say Mashed Potatoes. But I just want to remind you how you can get a hold of the show. But I will do that in the closing. All right, that wraps up episode 11 of the Cozy Cottage Gaming Podcast and episode 1 for the MMO Mashed Potatoes. You can contact the show and give any feedback at the Cozy Cottage on Twitter. That is the underscore Cozy Cottage. You can email me at arenascozycottage at gmail.com. You can add to the website and use the contact all the contact infos there and then you could also visit me in my trovo stream that is trovo.live forward slash s forward slash harena or just go to trovo and read and search for harena it's not that hard or you know head to my show notes because i also have the link there and also the link to my link tree and also my gaming chat hangout invite is there so you just click on that and it'll take you right to my um, new Trovo gaming chat hangout. So if you want to chat in real time and say hey and talk about gaming, that is your place to do it. So if you want to help support the show, please um, share and like and subscribe wherever you find it. And then also, um, just to remind you that this is the gaming podcast that serves up the gaming news you're hungry for and game-specific episodes and then some. This is the first episode of the MMO Mashed Potatoes, and I also do Am I the A-Hole Apple Pie, Lost Ark Lasagna, Diablo Dumplings, Noteworthy News Nachos. I gotta do one of those still. Blizzard Buffet is time to do another one of those. Time to knock out another World of Warcraft wontons. And a Final Fantasy XIV fondue, cozy gaming casserole, and gaming guacamole. All the gaming and all the fun, and then and then some. So let me know if um, which one of those episodes are your favorite. All right. Have a great day, and I'll see you. I'll see you in the cozy cottage when I'm pulling something else out of the oven. Bye.